everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Weekly Pop. My name is Emma Sasek, and I'm the editor-in-chief here at The Vidette. And as always, I'm joined here with... Kevin Schwaller, news editor at The Vidette. So it sounds like we're both very sick, but are you sick? No. Yeah, I'm not. Never been healthier. (laughs) Yeah, I feel pretty much fine, but our voices are shot for some reason. But Mm -hmm. I think it probably has something to do with the fact that there's 800 feet of snow on the ground right now, and it blizzarded. It blizzarded? Blizzard? There was a blizzard. There was an apocalypse There was an apocalypse this past weekend. Uh, So I don't even know what's going on. It's March. I'm just miserable all year round now. Global warming is uh, very evident. (laughs) But, of course, we still went to the movies and did our thing this weekend. I basically lived at the movie theater because I needed to let my immune system recover and just, by doing that, sit in the dark for two hours watching a movie. And by himself a lot of the time, It was very therapeutic and very... It was fun. But, so, I saw Tomb Raider first. So, Tomb Raider came out and... So it's Alicia Vikander, Oscar winner. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's based on the, obviously, the popular video game series and the Angelina Jolie movies. And I don't really know why I went and saw this movie, but I did. And Because it's Alicia Vikander. Right, yeah. <laughs> it was honestly pretty good. I wasn't expecting it to be, you know, a fantastic movie. There were, like, blatant plot holes that were never explained or anything. But I'm, I just love those kinds of ridiculous, fun movies that are just so out of the world, like, impossible for somebody to survive these ridiculous situations without a single scratch on their bodies. The poor girl just couldn't catch a break. There was legitimately one scene where she's, like, running from a bunch of crazy shooter guys, and then (laughs) she falls down a waterfall somehow, and then ends up in this crazy river that's, like, there's a bunch of rocks, she somehow ends up untouched. She's about to go down another waterfall, and looks like she's about to die this time, but then there's, of course, some stranded, abandoned airplane that's has its wing half in the water, so she somehow manages to hold on to the airplane wing and then get on top of the, the wing because she's extremely fit. And then as she's like trying to walk to the main airplane, you know, the middle of it, mm-hmm. the wing starts to collapse, it, like cave in on itself, so she has to jump 900 feet across and somehow <laughs> makes it, and then ends up inside the airplane, and then the pressure of her body like pushes it off balance, and then the airplane's about to fall down the waterfall. And I can't tell, I think, I think the airplane falls with her inside it and she lives. Either way, she survives that situation, and I think she does end up, if my memory calls correctly, <laughs> There's she, just survives, so many. she survives more than one waterfall. It's amazing what an Academy <laughs> Award will do to someone. <laughs> and then, like, she finds, like, shelter for a little bit, and then she's sleeping, and then she wakes up because she hears noises, and then, of course, some guy's trying to kill her, and then it's the whole thing. But it's, I mean, it's based on a video game, so I don't really know if, you know, you can go see this movie with too much, with the need to actually critique it, because you are willingly going in to see a movie based on a video game. Yeah, you can't really base it on reality, because and there's she would like, have died within two minutes. Once she enters the tomb, hence the title of Tomb Raider, mm-hmm. and she raids that said tomb, there's like... <laughs> she raids it well. <laughs> she There's, of course, like, if you step on a certain part of the ground, yeah. like, it's like Indiana Jones style, like, spikes come out of the ground, like, there's, like, puzzles she has to solve. It's, mm-hmm. it's legitimately this whole thing, like, this spike thing comes out of the ceiling, she's I'm jumping sweating. over it, ducking under it, like, nonstop. It's legitimately, like, Indiana Jones, but in 2018 with better graphics and it's the most absurd thing but I had so much fun with it and I can't believe I liked it and I totally would do see it again despite <laughs> it not being despite it being not actually that good but Alicia Vikander's awesome and you know the entire movie I was just wondering how much of this was her versus how much was it a stunt double because either way whoever if it mainly was just her featuring a stunt double every now and then or if it was mainly a stunt double whoever was the one doing do it most of, of the time good for you because I'm super out of shape <laughs> <laughs> no I watched videos of her training with her personal trainer on this because it was it popped up on social media mm-hmm. somewhere 
And it was insane what he made her do. And I, I have no idea how, why, <laughs> when, <laughs> where, why, just why. I wouldn't. No. I mean, and the amount of times where she just literally jumps more than five feet and actually makes it to her destination is so ridiculous. <laughs> she was a ballerina. In real life? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, she was Good a ballerina her. in Sweden. And, like, so that's, like, how she has... She's already very fit as mm. is. And oh, yeah. she can do Every, everything Clearly, already. she can do everything. No, so if you want to go just have fun at a movie without actually taking it too seriously, I would definitely recommend Tomb Raider. Mm -hmm. And so the next movie I saw was, I believe, it was A Wrinkle in Time, and it is obviously based off the popular children's book. It was directed by Ava DuVernay and stars Reese Witherspoon, Oprah Winfrey, Mindy Kaling, Storm Reid, Chris Pine, awesome cast. And as the reviews have shown, it's not actually that good of a movie. (laughs) Um, It has a 4.2 in IMDb, and I started off really liking it, but it just kind of went south very quickly in a lot of different ways. I felt like there really wasn't that much of a solid script to the movie, but it just kind of felt like, to me, like Annihilation, but instead of with Annihilation, it forced you to question what was going on to make sense of it all for yourself, and then at the end it kind of tries to tie it up as much as it can. This movie just, it hands you what's going on without really explaining it, mm-hmm. and then it doesn't give you the chance to really explore it yourself, and just so it's just very confusing in that sense. You know, this movie was marketed at the wazoo. Each of the main actresses, Mindy, Oprah, Reese, did so much press for it. Like, they were always on talk shows, interviews, anything. And so Disney was quickly marketing this like crazy because we were talking about this yesterday. Last year, this time area, spring break area, was they released Beauty and the Beast, and that is now one of the biggest movies of all time. Year before that was Jungle Book and Zootopia, and the year before that was Cinderella. So they know that March springtime area is good to release a big blockbuster movie. Yeah, each of those movies are critically acclaimed. They have awards, noms, and wins. So it's like a, it's just been a lead up for this is a very good time for Disney. Saying that, then they announced. Ava DuVernay, who is not only just a female, but a woman of color, was directing this movie. And she is the first woman of color to get over $100 million budget. I believe the Wrinkle in Time budget was $103 million. So that was big, too. And then she cast Storm Reid, who is biracial, as the main character. And so this movie became kind of a platform for diversity, then, on top Mm -hmm. of being based on the book. If it falls flat, then that's huge and not in a good way, but it doesn't have to be. And we were saying, I mean, white people make not so good movies all the time. We just saw (laughs) a trailer yesterday about the John Hamm movie, the comedy about the guys that have played tag Tag for 30 years. I'm just like, okay. And you're not going to hear anything bad about that. No, besides bad reviews, but that's not going to, right. And then, so it's just kind of this thing where I don't really know who is to blame. I'm just going to say the system. (laughs) Because the system basically is saying people of color, LGBT people, any kind of minority, if they make this big budget movie and it's not, you know, quote unquote, a good movie, then it's going to discourage people from making these movies again or trying to in the future. And that's not fair because, I mean, again, look at Black Panther that came out a month before Wrinkle in Time. And it's still shattering box office records. It has 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's one of the biggest movies ever already. And then even when Wrinkle in Time came out, it was number two in the box office. And it was the first time ever where there were two black directors at number one and number two. And so that's awesome. People are talking about how bad this movie is. But at the same time, there's bad movies that come out all the time. And Wrinkle in Time was just set at such, such impossible standards for it to actually meet that it's 
could be discouraging for people of any background to want to continue making those big budget movies because again it was a very big deal for a woman of color to be hired as the director for a main budget Disney movie. Yeah. Especially when you enter the big budget leagues mm-hmm. where yeah you're given this release date that's pretty huge and has been huge the past three years you're given a very wonderful cast. Mm. I mean, you really couldn't have asked for a better cast. No. Somebody, this young girl, Storm, that's about to like really kickstart her career. Mm. Like it's her. I'm not sure if it's her first leading role, but it's, it's definitely her biggest role. Yes. Like you consider all of these factors, and you're just kind of left wondering, like, well, now what happens? Even if the movie itself isn't that good, that doesn't. It just shouldn't discourage people of any want, like, of any background, to want to continue filmmaking and make, and especially working around to making these big budget Disney movies. Because again, basic normal white men make awful movies all the time. Yeah. But it just didn't meet the expectations that it had to meet, I guess. Because again, all this marketing, all this giant campaign, the big names that are in the movie itself. And then you have the quote-unquote woke side of it with, you know, hiring a female black director and then the biracial main character and then even Mindy Kaling and Oprah. So it's just kind of like this huge force on top of a Disney movie. And then if it doesn't meet that criteria that it's, I guess, supposed to meet that somehow someone somewhere decided, then it could be bad and it doesn't have to be. Yeah, and it's just like, is this the criteria that only white male right. directors can meet? Is right. it only something for the Scorsese and Spielbergs of the world that they can achieve this? Right, because now you're apparently expecting Ava DuVernay to make the best movies of all time for every single thing she does. Yeah. Just because she's a trailblazer, which she doesn't have to because she's a director just like so many others are. Mm-hmm. And they can, you know, miss the mark sometimes, and it's not that big of a deal, but with a wrinkle of time... A lot of people were kind of let down or disappointed, but who, like, it... Sorry. Yeah, sorry, get over <laughs> it. And even then, hiring the biracial actress, it turns this movie into this story about a little girl being bullied and being teased and her dad's missing and then people are... She's a huge outcast. And then you have these three goddesses, Reese Witherspoon, Oprah Winfrey, Mindy Kaling, and mainly Oprah, you know, telling her, like, she matters, she's validated, she's loved, and it's very important for young anyone to see but mainly black girls and they're seeing themselves themselves represented on screen especially in this big screen format that is a Disney movie mm-hmm. that's so cool and so it doesn't really matter if the movie falls flat because the fact that we got to this place where Ava DuVernay was able to tackle this movie and Stormy was able to tackle this role and we're seeing diversity actually represented I think that's way more important than the quote unquote quality of the movie exactly like we didn't get this the past few years mm-hmm. like we are getting these movies that people have been asking for for decades yeah. Oprah Winfrey who was in The Color Purple, Mm -hmm. like, that was a huge movie back in the 80s, 70s, whenever it came out. And so I'm happy that she was, she got to be a part of this. She got to see this young girl that she was years ago Mm -hmm. and see that she herself is being represented. Her counterparts all around the world are being represented. So the reviews aren't flattering, but it stands for a lot more. And I'm just hoping that people aren't going to be discouraged. And when I what I mean by that are young actresses of color, directors of color, women, anybody that identifies other than a straight white male <laughs> to just pursue film. Absolutely. Yeah, no, so it's just the movie is one of the most visually stunning movies of all time and does have one of the best casts of all time. Mm-hmm. 
and has one of the most inspiring directors of all time and has a very good message. Again, it doesn't have to be a good movie for it to still be important. Yeah, for it to impact society. I just think back to The Room. Like that, for 14 years, it's still being sold out. People still care about The Room when it should not be cared about at all. We saw a poster for The Room at the Egyptian in Los Angeles. We did see a poster because they're still showing it. That movie's... No, that's terrible. I was going to swear. I mean, I have before, but I'll try not to. That's exactly. (laughs) Anyway, and the other thing I'll say about this, I'm happy that other actresses, like, they have always been voicing their support, like Mm -hmm. Taraji P. Henson, Natalie Portman, they're always, like, giving shout-outs for this movie, so... And a lot of those actresses and actors have their own production companies. Yes. So, just join forces and just keep moving forward. Absolutely. Speaking of moving forward, though, um, Emma and I did go to the movies together at one point this weekend. (laughs) Uh, We saw Unsane. It stars Claire Foy and is directed by Steven Soderbergh. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely it's an interesting movie so basically a young woman Claire Foy she involuntarily well legally she does voluntarily but she doesn't mean to uh, commit herself to a mental institution where her stalker actually could possibly be working because she has a stalker and then she moves across the country and then tries to find a whole new life and then she thinks that he's working there and then it's this whole mind game kind of thing for the first like three fourths of the movie and then it's all wild and insane and Unsane. <laughs> it's so insane. Yeah, it was... I'm still trying to think back and understand if anything that I saw was actually real. Yes. If she really was the craziest person in the room. And so it's interesting because it was shot on an iPhone 7 Plus, this entire movie, and <laughs> it definitely looked like it. And I don't really know if there's a, his exact reason to want to do that other than just to, like, test the limits, you know? Yeah, and also, like, in a mental institution, I don't think of it as a place where I should be bringing out, like, the like the show-stopping, yeah. like, production. Yeah, it was definitely very, like, yeah. gritty and very... It seemed very real, too. Yes. And then a lot of time I was actually questioning if Claire Foy was actually American because she had a very good accent. She did. It was just... We're staring at the pictures right now, like, the movie poster and whatnot, and I'm just kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, there were many moments in this film that we were both cringing at. Our favorite line, of course, is when she's on a first date with somebody and she brings up Hail Satan. So if anybody out there is looking for love, that's apparently the way to do it because things move very quickly for If you're her. on a Tinder date, just say Hail Satan and then you're good to go, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> good or bad things will happen because of that. Yeah, it's up to you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Like it's I felt very uncomfortable and violated myself yeah. while watching the movie. I think I felt uncomfortable because, I mean, they definitely put, like, the plot itself was very dark, and then actions that were made in the movie were also very dark. And then the fact that it's on top of being it's being filmed on an iPhone, which is so weird to see with your eyes on a movie screen, it just kind of confused me in a very weird way, and not in, like, a mother or annihilation kind of way. Mm-hmm. It, I think it tried to get there, and then it didn't for me. But I still enjoyed it nonetheless. Oh, I did. I yeah. enjoyed it too. I know you said that you didn't like how like the sides of the screen would like. I curl. can't tell if that was well. It wasn't even like it was like the borders were like. It looked like it was a fish eye up. lens. Yeah, it literally well, looked like it was a yeah, fish eye lens. Yeah, but I mean, like itself, like the there were like the black bars on the screen were tilted. Oh. Like it yeah. was like a diagonal kind of thing, and I didn't know why that was going on. Yeah. And I was like searching Twitter last night, and no one tweeted about it. <laughs> so I don't know if that was just our theater, but I was legitimately like. Why is this happening? And there were so many shots that were in your face. Like, mm. they, the camera got under her and, like, so close to her face. And you just, like, you want to lean as far back as yeah. possible. But, like, it, it was meant to, like, really 
make you uncomfortable like how she was uncomfortable the person that plays her stalker i don't ever want to see them again in my life they just made me so i cringed (laughs) every time i had to see him yeah and then Juno Temple was also in this movie. And then Matt Damon makes an appearance. He's for... not even like listed as one of the. <laughs> yeah, I didn't recall. <laughs> yeah, his Matt name. Damon just in the movie. <laughs> yeah, and he was like listing off like tips for her after she reports being stalked, and I just, oh Matt Damon. It was wild. Yeah, it was wild. I don't. I don't know. I'll watch it again eventually. Yeah. It's... I don't really know why they labeled it as a horror movie because it wasn't scary in no. the slightest. It was definitely just... I don't, even, I don't even really think it was a thriller. I just thought it was just a movie to me. It was just... <laughs> like, a... I didn't think there was, like, that much of an actual pace to the movie because of the editing of the iPhone shots. But yeah. again, I still enjoyed it and I was still, like, kept on my toes, you know? But, like... It had. To, it just had a very weird tone. Like, mm-hmm. her tone throughout the movie was... She, she was very dark. She was very dark and she just kept making things so much worse for herself. Yeah. Jay Farrow is another person that is in the mental institution he told her just like stay low you're only in here for a week she didn't she didn't <laughs> immediately after she throws a fit she's throwing coffee at people she's like, punching people, people. <laughs> and he said yeah did you not listen to a single thing i said so i was just like it was just the thing where i was so frustrated while watching it i don't know it was yeah I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it definitely messes with your senses a little bit, but not enough for me to, like, fully find it, like, the way I appreciate Mother. I kind of And, I mean, Mother more. definitely pushes the boundaries way too far, but it can meet them halfway, you know yeah. what I mean? Then that I'd be fine with that. And I, I would definitely like this movie a lot more. Not that I didn't like it, but I kind of, like, debated throughout the movie if, how I felt about it, and I still don't really know. Like, Mother has, like, such a spectacular finale. That's what I felt like was mm. kind of missing from this one. Yeah, I It just agree. moved very quickly in the end. I definitely wanted her to get more of, like, a bad badass kind of like badass revenge yeah, on definitely. this guy but again it's you don't even know if she's crazy or not, not. That she doesn't get that revenge you just have to find out that's right <laughs> oh oh you know what we can talk about uh our new we have another secret project that's right we do <laughs> <laughs> so i guess we're wrapping up unsane <laughs> yes we're done with unsane sorry i just like entirely just remember that right now yes as always we always have to keep our readers and listeners informed when there's a secret project going on and so of course there's another one for yeah, us we just found this out a couple days ago and it just came it just legitimately came to all looking at claire foy <laughs> so i guess claire foy is an inspiration there you go it may or <laughs> she has nothing to do with it by the way yes no 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 it may or may not involve a new release of some movie movie may or may not involve actors i don't know i don't know i don't know what this podcast is about <laughs> what do we talk about every week yeah so uh stay on the lookout for that one it'll come sooner rather than later unlike the past couple of ones that we have been teasing <laughs> drawing out for, for the years. entire semester right no this one will be a little sooner but um yeah it just kind of came to me i'm excited for this one me too we were reminded we, we, of we, it yeah, yesterday we were reminded of it briefly and appropriately yes and i'm excited and also mm. it also kind of in a way ties back to stuff that happened in LA. That's right. So that's I think those are some good clues. They're also very obscure, so that's how we do it here on Weekly Pop. It is how we do it here. We do our reviews very obscurely, <laughs> and we can give you our hints very obscurely. <laughs> well, we're going to wrap up this lovely edition of Weekly Pop, where we started with people writing tombs, wrinkles in the time-space continuum, and typos in, in movies. movie titles. <laughs> For Weekly Pop, I'm Emma Sasek. And I'm Kevin Schwaller. And we'll see you here next week.